All right, three, two, one. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 18 of the Purple Octopus Red Sweater Podcast. My name is Evan, joined by Wes as always. Wes, how are you? Doing good, buddy. How are you? Not too bad, not too bad. Looks like uh, Stevie's getting anxious there with you. Yeah. We're going to start putting these on uh, YouTube, so check that out. But uh, yeah, you'll see my dog in the background. Um, I wanted to start out with something kind of funny, like I just saw on Twitter. Um, you might have seen it, but this football player on the Reds or the commanders now um, let me get his name he basically tweeted out at like three in the morning last night being like ask me anything and that's never a good <laughs> idea at three in the morning um, yeah nothing, my dad always said nothing good happens after two o'clock in the morning <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so his name is uh Jonathan Allen he's actually a captain on their defense he's a pretty good player anyway one of the first questions I was asked that he answered was um, if you could have dinner with three people who would you choose Good question, right? Yeah. Um, he starts off by saying, My grandfather who has passed away. Good answer. Second answer is Hitler. <laughs> Third answer is uh, Michael Jackson. Just, so, just like the strangest cast, obviously, like you can't, you can't put the H man in there. Um, an all time fuck up. Oh, you cannot. All time fuck up. And his, his rationale for adding him is, is because he was a great war strategist, which, like, historically, if you follow history, he was one of the worst war strategists. That's neither here nor there. We're not a uh, history podcast. I just thought that was hilarious. I wanted to bring it up. That's wild. Do you want to start with Olympics or Red Wing stuff? Uh, uh, we can go either way here. Both our countries got big wins today. I might as well just start out with the Olympics. Let's do it. I see you got both uh, countries' jerseys in the background, so thanks for that USA jersey. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, throw that up there with, with my Canada jerseys. And uh... Yeah, I did, I did not. Lindstrom and Lindstrom here, Captain Nick, so, you know, there's a little Swedish flavor in there. There you go, there you go. Um, I did not watch the Canada, Canada game, in all honesty, so if you want to take us through that game, uh, some highs and lows, what you saw, that'd be great. Uh, you know what? I don't really think there was any highs, lows. Like it was a good game. It was Germany. Um, I think, I think Germany was, uh, scheduled. I, they won silver four years ago and, uh, they came in as I think one of the favorites again. So maybe a little bit of an upset, um, Canada over Germany five, one, uh, it was a good game. Um, Ben street, uh, former Detroit Red Wing, uh, uh, had a goal and an assist. Um, uh, Canada has Landon Ferraro also, another former Detroit Red Wing, Ray Ferraro's son. Uh, he didn't play. Uh, Kent Johnson, really, from University of Michigan, looked looked amazing. Owen Power was just crushing guys. Um, Mason McTavish was playing awesome. Uh, Canada's goaltending was really good. Eddie Pasquale, uh, former Winnipeg Jet, Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, most, mostly spent time in the minors, but uh, – yeah, they look good. Uh, 5-1, I was happy with that. Uh, and then uh, USA tomorrow night, so that'll be one to watch for sure. And uh, like I guess, like you said, I didn't watch the USA game, so if you want to give a rundown on that one. That yeah. Rumbing of, of China. Yeah, you know what? Well, one thing about Canada, I, I just noticed that I, I knew it before. It's just funny to see that Josh Hosang's on Team Canada. Yeah, you uh, know what? He played awesome. He played did he? Good, good. Unbelievable. You know, he was, um, he scored, he played on the same team with McDavid there uh, in Toronto. Okay. And uh, 
Hosang had had more points than McDavid in their draft year. I think we talked about this actually. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. Um, yeah, as far as the USA uh, China game goes, I kind of got into a little bit of a scuffle with someone on Twitter because I was like, I'm disappointed with this game. Like the first period, after 20 minutes, we were tied zero zero with China. I get that, yeah. like it's first game, first game of the tournament, first period of the tournament. <clears throat> I don't give a fuck. It's China, and we're the USA. We're the goddamn United States of America. Go out there and put up eight in the first period. Like, what are we doing here? I don't know. I, I I'm not going to get over that. I'm going to stand firm with that opinion. Um, I, I don't think there was too many standouts, but everyone played a really sound game. Um, I'd say in the first period, for the most part, China was bullying the U.S., which is crazy. Um, second period starts off pretty hot. I think Brassois had or Brisson had the uh, opening goal. He's probably going to be the ringleader for the U.S. He had a very strong game. I think he had uh, five shots. Him and Matty Berniers both had five shots. Shouts out Matty Berniers. That kid's going to be a fucking stud. Um, he's a to... big boy too, Berniers, man. And he's already filled his frame too. Like I've yeah. seen him play a little bit for Michigan. He's filled out, man. Yeah, he's a, he's a rocket too. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that this team – just because the the entire field isn't as strong as normal, like obviously with NHL players, I think the USA has a chance to medal. If they make it to the gold medal game, I'll be shocked. Um, but it, it's a strong team. Who played net for the US today? Uh, Camiso, Camaso, whatever. He looked oh. good. I mean, he, uh, I think he had. I'm looking at the box mark. I can just tell you. Yeah, that, 29 that saves. Dave, so I mean, Dave Camiso. Yeah. Yeah. He had 29 saves. I, I probably half of those were like floated in wristers like from the point um so i don't think that number really does it justice i'm gonna go back and watch the uh, highlights and break it down more but um third period they walloped them i think they had uh five in the second a lot of uh, transition goals and the third period was just like putting our foot on the gas here we go so like you said we have canada usa tomorrow that's going to be a good one um I got to watch the shortened game of the Canada game to give a prediction. But as of right now, I mean, I would say Canada is probably going to probably going to beat the U S maybe like a three, one game, three, two game. Now, did, did, Ab, did Abby play today? He did that little motherfucker. He was mean on the ice today. He looked good too. Like he was skating well. So good to see him. Yeah, shout uh, out to and, uh, another former Red Wing, the USA captain, Andy Neal. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I think he actually left the game with an injury. Oh, someone did. And um, now I'm drawing a blank. I should probably know this, and, but. Uh, Philippi line, Franz Nielsen both scored in the openers for their countries also. Good. I saw Denmark beat um, the Czech. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did see that. Um, uh, Philippi also was a flag bearer for, for Finland at the end. Saw that. There. Yeah, that was um, cool. And then. Uh, yeah, 12, 12 total X-Wings at the Olympics. Uh, as we've said on the U.S., they got Abdelkader and Neil. Uh, Canada has Ferraro and Street. Finland has Filpula. Sweden has Matthias Brome and Jacob De La Rose. Shout out to Iserman for Shout- Fabry. For, for Fabry. <laughs> yeah. Fleece job. And then uh, and Slovakia has Thomas Yurko. I always liked him. He was just never able to really do it at the NHL level. One of my favorite hockey numbers, too, 26. Thomas Jericho. Um, oh, yeah. Tonight we and, have. Uh, sorry, and, and China has uh, Ryan Sproul and Jake Chelios. <laughs> yes, I forgot to mention. Uh, I didn't notice Chelly too much. They, they talked about him the entire game, but uh, I don't know. I, I think China's better than people think. I, I know they didn't score a goal, but it's also the U.S. and 
Um, they probably didn't practice the whole time before this game. So I think I don't think they're going to win a game. I could see them like going to the third period tied against one of the lesser teams. But tonight we have Denmark versus ROC. Really interested to see how Russia plays. Um, I'm going to guess that it's going to be a Russia versus Canada gold medal game. Sorry, Stevie's screaming over there. Yeah, I don't know if, if Canada makes it that far, like just because they did so bad four years ago. But um, someone's got to. It'll be interesting. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see with uh, Sweden and Finland how they play. And we'll see them play tomorrow. Yeah, uh, and China, I guess, lost their their uh, top goaltender. He just signed with Montreal Canadiens. Oh God! Uh, win one soon. Yeah. Okay. Wait, seriously? No. Win one soon. Montreal. Needs oh, to win, win one soon. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> what, Sorry, Stevie was like crying in the back. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. yeah. Seriously, what are they on? Like an eight game losing streak right now, or something like that? Oh, Nine I'm game. Fucking terrible, though. Yeah, they're gonna get Shane right. And and hey, well, what? Uh, I guess we're done kind of with the Olympics for so right now. Then then we mentioned Montreal, so might as well jump into their new head coach, Martin yeah. Saint Louis. Yeah, uh, good hire. We talked about him being hired for the GM job, correct? Yeah. So uh, this will be good. A hockey nerd, obviously. The guys lives and breathes the game. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have a ton to say about it, but I think it's going to be a good hire. Well, I guess there's not really much to say about him because he's never coached before. Yeah, 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 at, true. At any level. He's a French-Canadian, right? He's from Quebec. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Fun hometown guy. Yeah, um, hey, he's got a Stanley Cup. Uh, you know, he's, he's probably a Hall of Famer. I think he's a Hall of Famer for somebody that came up as being nothing and casted away in Calgary. And, uh, I, you know, he's got his number retired in Tampa. And he played uh, – when he played for the Rangers, Jeff Gorton was their assistant GM. So, Gorton's the man in charge of Montreal now. So, obviously a good relationship there. I guess we're just going to see how he does. Yep. And then speaking of coaching changes, uh, I didn't look too much into it, but uh, Tippett's gone in Edmonton and then they're um, – I forgot who their interim coach is, but – Yeah, they got rid of uh, Playfield too, Playfair also, um, mm-hmm. was one of their assistants. Um, Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been in the, in the NHL for 11 years and this new coach will be his 12th head coach. Wow. How can like you wonder how they can how they can continue to lose and you, everybody keeps blaming it on the rosters? Nobody's ever there. Twelve coaches in eleven years. This will be McDavid's already fifth head coach. Dude, I, I know I don't want to rag on Kenny. I, I hate doing it, but I also kind of love it because I think it's funny. But <laughs> at the end of the day, you got to start pointing fingers at you know who's leading the charge here. And before him, it was Shirelli, right? So you had two guys in the twilights of their careers yeah obviously trying to run the operation for you yeah uh, no offense to those guys but like those guys aren't competent anymore in their careers like you know uh shirelli won a cup in boston like obviously he did something right there yeah that was Um, 11 years ago yeah exactly and i mean something about that holland won a cup too yeah exactly yeah so I don't know. It's tough. And like, I want to see Edmonton be good. Like growing up, I liked watching the Oilers. They're, I don't know, just a cool color team, cool team. And especially right now they have two of the arguably three best players in the world. So like to let this go to waste, man, it, 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 it's, 
the opposite of a treat for hockey. You know, it's just such a garbage dumpster fire. So hopefully it gets straightened out soon. Yeah. And people keep saying, oh, McDavid's not going to ask for a trade yet. McDavid's not going to ask for a trade yet. Okay. What about Leon? True. When does he step up and go, I'm not a fucking Canadian. I don't care. Give me the fuck out of here. Yeah. You know, his wick's way shorter than McDavid's is. Yeah, McDavid wants to build that thing in Edmonton. You know, he's deemed as the next Gretzky. Right. Wants to do it in where Gretzky could, did it. And, you know, uh, that seems to be falling apart. But Dreisaitl doesn't have that tie to do any. Oh, I got to stick with a Canadian team. Fuck that. Man, get me the fuck out of here. I wonder how this would look if, let's just say you picked up the front office of Detroit as of right now. So you still have Blaschel as the head coach. You have Eisman as the GM. If you stuck them in Edmonton, couple of years ago, where would they be now? Would they have a cup? Would they be a cup contender every year? You got to think that they'd probably either have one or gone to like a game seven in the Stanley Cup. At least. I don't know. I guess that's kind of hard to say, but yeah, I mean, they'd probably be a better team. They're just, I, they're just piss poor management in Edmonton over and over again. Yeah. Has like, it always been like that? Oh, no, man. Like, but I, I don't really remember. But, I mean, it used to be Glenn Sather that ran that team back when Gretzky and Messi and all of them were there. Um, no, I got to say, it's probably – it's got to be since uh, this cat took over who owns Rexall Drug Stores in yeah. Canada. Uh, yeah, it's got to be something to do with him. I mean – Yeah, that's fair. Uh, coaching, they have 12 coaches in 11 years. It's and then people say, oh, Nugent Hopkins is a bust of a first overall pick. He's got to change his fucking his game every season. He does. He's a good player, too. Uh, he gets, he's yeah, sucked he's on. a great player, man. But, yeah, mm-hmm. think about He's got to change his game every year to a new style. Every year that he's been in the NHL, more than every year. And yeah. That's not good on a young player. And, I mean, he's not young anymore. But it happened when he was young. So, it probably stunted his growth a lot. Maybe oh. it's stunted McDavid and Dreisaitl's growth a little bit. That's scary to think about. It's possible, though. Um, just just for note, Jay Woodcross taking over as the uh, interim head coach. Okay, yeah. Um, we can get to some Red Wing stuff. Uh, the game last night, uh, really strong performance against a really um, struggling team in Philly. And I'm sure you saw this, but this stat broke my fucking brain. This is the first win in Philly since 97. Yep, since the cup. Yep. I thought that was I thought that was fake when I first heard it. That that's <laughs> awesome though. I mean I mean if there's a year to do it, the we keep talking about the year of turnaround and you know changing the tide, that's a stat right there that kind of tells you all you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, that game last night, yeah, they just they took it to Philly. Um Cider, like I texted you this oh my morning. God. This guy just uh, but that, especially that, uh, like 30 or 40 second PK where he had the puck the whole time and he like danced all the way back to his own end and then went all the way back down. I was just like, look at this guy. And he was hitting people off reverse checking people. And I was like, yes, yes. Oh my God. So yep. amazing. Um, uh, the big headline, not headline, but like the, the thing that I took away from that game that I have been preaching for a while now is that Phil Zadina was announced to be in the first line when they laid out the uh, Twitter roster. Something that I w- was advocating for in previous podcasts, like give him a shot with uh, Raymond and Larkin on the first line. Let him play more of his style game where he can play the half wall better and um, use his shot to his advantage. 
he had he didn't have any points, but he did have four shots on goal. I remember one of them of the four, and it was a very positive, strong chance. Um, I wonder if they stick with him on that front on the top line, or if they flip him around. You have to imagine they give him at least one more shot. Uh, yeah, probably because I, he didn't do bad last night, and he got a Mm-mm. point right now. Did he get an assist? He got goose egged. Oh, I thought he got. Uh, but anyways, you know, hey, it's not gonna hurt. Throw him up there. It's like doesn't hurt if we don't do that great or you know if we lose give the kids some confidence see if it helps and if yeah. it doesn't help well you tried and at, th- at this point i i'm not going to speak for them but i there has to be conversations that have gone by being like we have to get this guy started he's a sixth overall pick he is integral to this team being turned around whether you want to admit it or not if philip zanina becomes a very good top six player the trajectory of this team is so much different than if he's not, if he fizzles out and he's an AHL guy or, you know, doesn't even get resigned, whatever it might be. So I think he is a very underrated, important part of this team. Um, Even if he can become a 20 goal guy. Sure. Sure. I'll take uh, it. Like a good top six guy that contributes 20, maybe 25, you know, it's not like an, um, you, you look at Andrew Ladd. He stuck around the league for a long time. He never scored 30 goals. but like 15 years, always, yeah. But he was always right there. If Zadina could figure out how to do that. Stick him on the second power play? Fuck yeah. Yep. Um, some of the other kind of like newsworthy things in this game. Uh, Fabry, Larkin, Raymond, Sider, and P. Suter all had two points apiece. Um, so Larkin stays in that point per game pace. P. Suter continues to be just an awesome pickup uh, for Steve Eisenman in the offseason. Bertuzzi had a point. Gagne had a point. Hironic had a point. Um, Vlad had a point as well. A couple other guys did. But um, Suter, overall, Suter and Mesnikov made me uh, $51. Oh, nice. What'd you do? Parlay and points? Yeah. That's good. I might start doing that with those guys. Yeah, um, I was just like, uh, it was like a pick three and. Uh, um, you got to get two out of three, and if you oh. get three out of three, it's like I would. It would have been like uh, crazy odds, yeah, dollars or something. It would have, yeah. But uh, my my third one was Cider. He didn't score, but uh, Suter and Nemeskov both did. So fifty bucks. It was a dollar bet. So hey, yeah. Uh, I'm kind of at the. I tweeted out last night, and I was like half kidding, half serious. But like, I kind of am rooting for losses now because this team's not going to make the playoffs. Yeah, and and we touched on it before. As long as the core guys that we need to see playing well are playing well, and putting up points, that's all I care about. So if, if we go out every game and those guys that we just talked about, all put up a point most nights, you know, that's a win to me, no matter what the final score is. So I'm sticking by that. I think that's how I'm going to be rooting for this team from now on. Also, Netty looked really good. He had a great game. We didn't touch about it, touch on him, but yeah, uh, I'll take six goals any night, especially against the Flyers. Yep. Um, about a month and a half out from the trade deadline. I think the whole year, the same names have been floated around as far as trade rumors. Nick Letty, Vlad Mastikov, uh, Mark Stahl, if you could find a suitor for him. Um, as of right now, my, my opinion kind of flip flop flip flops on this, but I, I don't think Nemo gets moved. I think he gets re-signed or extended. I should say, I do think that Nick Letty gets traded. And I think <clears throat> we touched on him, talked about him earlier. I think he goes to um, Edmonton. 
Who's that? Sorry. Uh, Nick Letty. Yeah. Uh, is Edmonton going to be in the picture to pick up a rental though? That's a more important question. <laughs> I'm going to look at where they are in the standings right now. Cause I honestly don't know. I know they, they, they fell off hard and they started playing a little bit better. Um, let me see here. Yeah, they're not in a playoff spot right now. Yeah. That's – that is something. What are Plus, they? Got Thomas Grice right now also. True. Uh, they're one point out of a playoff spot. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They're five points out of a playoff spot with uh, – and Calgary has a game in hand. <clears throat> That's a game in hand. Jesus Christ, this team's a mess. Hey, I'll tell you what. The, are you going to be all right there? Holy moly. I just choked on my seltzer. That was the pussiest oh. thing I've ever heard, ever said. Um, I'll tell you who does need a puck moving defenseman like uh, like Nick Letty, though. The other team in Alberta, Calgary, could use them. Mm-hmm. They're probably playing better, too. Seven and three in their last ten. I like Calgary a lot. All these Western Conference teams, like I, I kind of oh, have like. What, Mar- what's Markstrom got? Five or six shutouts this year? Jesus. I wouldn't doubt it. Oh, you know what? I was going to say this when we are talking about Cider. I, I know the argument for Calder is between three people right now, realistically. Raymond, Cider, Zegras. It's probably, realistically, a two-horse a two race um, in Raymond and Zegras. And Zegras probably will win it. But I don't think it's crazy to say that Moritz Cider is the best rookie in this class. Yeah, it's not at all. He absolutely is the best. Yeah. And, and Zegers is going to like win hearts of fans. And like, he's awesome to watch. Obviously he does like some crazy shit. He's one of the most talented young players in the league. Um, but yeah, most cider just proves every game that he's a grown ass man and he belongs to be, you know, a top pairing D man on fucking any team at this, uh, at this stage. Um, yeah. yeah. So a couple other things I wanted to get to article here that popped up about, uh, Jacob no, I, I got a, I got one for you. Vegas oh. needs to unload four and a half million dollars to get Eichel. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, if I'm Detroit, if I'm Eiserman, I'll take uh, like Alec Martinez at a first or something. Or let me look up their cap friendly. Maybe a second because then you can still flip Martinez. Is Martinez? How's he doing this year? Yeah, he's injured right now. Uh, okay. I didn't um, realize. Looking at their contracts, they don't really have much that they can realistically yeah, don't move. I don't think they have a lot of pieces they could move if they want to contend. They'd have to do something. They could move Willie Carlson or March or so. Because, well, Apache Reddy, I would try to move, but who wants his $7 million? At 33 years old. If they give Eisman two firsts and Pacioretty, take Pacioretty's contract, do you? Two firsts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd do it for one first in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah, because it's only $7 million next year. We don't need $7 million. And Pacioretty can probably score us 30 goals. Yeah, toss him on the second line, let him rip. And yeah, then, for sure. you know, trade him. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think at this point, I don't, I don't think that Eisman wants to bring on like top six players that are, aren't going to be with us until no, he doesn't. Yeah. So I, I definitely do. This is probably the last year. I think I said this before, but um, the 2022 season is probably the last year that he'll be looking to take on bad contracts, at least hopefully if, 
If that's the case, then we're in a great spot. Yeah. Um, COVID protocol, eh? Hronicus? Yeah. Uh, was that this morning? Yeah, I, I just saw it. Shit. Um, also, um, today is five years since Mr. I passed away. So Wow. It's been five, five years? Five years today, yep. Holy shit, that's wild. R.I.P. Hockey and maybe all of sports. Yeah, legend for sure. R.I.P. Um, we have a, a little bit of an update about uh, Verana, and this is coming from Blashell. He could be in the lineup by end of February, and he was in a non-contact uh, jersey um, on Tuesday to skate. Nice. So there goes my plan of like rooting for losses once he comes back. Yeah. It'll be good to get him, though. I mean, at least get 20 games in with him in the lineup. And if we end up do moving a forward, then it makes sense. He just kind of fills – well, he wouldn't fill this spot, but that 12th guy in the lineup. Yeah. All right, sorry about that. A little bit of a poutine break there. All right. <laughs> Where were we? All-Star game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I saw, like, kind of a mixed bag of reviews about the All-Star game. I didn't watch it live because uh, my first weekend in my new place wanted to go out and see some bars. But I watched uh, shortened versions of the All-Star game and the skills competition on YouTube. It, I keep coming back to the point that, like, all the haters and stuff – or just like these man-childs that can't get it through their fucking heads that this isn't for them. Just take it for what it is. Enjoy it. It's just a fun little thing. I don't know. What's your take? Did you enjoy it? Like, I think the only problem is the game. I don't think the players even enjoy playing the game very much because no. it's just this stupid three-on-three. If you just did one game, just get it over with. Mm-hmm. The, the boys have fun that weekend. You know, they get to see a lot of guys that they know that maybe they grew up with and they don't get to see very often. Uh, maybe even in the off seasons, they probably don't get to see each other very often. Um, but yeah, I'm sure they like getting together and obviously a place like Vegas and they had a lot going on in, in Vegas this weekend or last weekend, rather, uh, whatever it was. And um, yeah, just it's just the game. I feel like you guys don't have a good time, man. Yeah, no, and I agree for sure. That's a great point. Like you can tell, like the energy levels like aren't super there, which is fine. Like they're in Vegas, like you said, with their boys, like they're drinking and having a good time the night before the night of, I don't know. My only complaint. And like, I'm not even like too serious about this is that it does seem like it's thrown together rather quickly. It's not planned out super well. Like the events are so kind of like, no one really knows what's going on. I, even like the commentators sometimes, it just seemed like they're a little like lost in the sauce. Um, but yeah, the game format's got to change. Um, I, Mike Grinnell on Spit and Chicklets brought up a really good idea. I don't think it got enough love. They should change it so that it's countries. Like three on three countries. So like Canada. You yeah, know, gotta, if you want to do three on three that way, yeah. That way, yeah. I don't think it should be done. But if they're going to continue to do that, then at least give it a shot. Yeah. I just really wish they'd go back to one five-on-five game. Yeah. East-West. Yeah. 
North America versus the world as they did. You probably would. You probably don't even remember those. They were probably before your time. They did North America versus the world for a couple of years. They did those up to like 2005, six. Oh, I didn't even know they did them that long, but okay. Maybe not. Maybe I'm not thinking of the right thing. But yeah, I know. I like that. That's a good idea as well. Um, they also do something in the NBA, which is a good idea. They do like they do a separate game for like rookies and sophomores. So it highlights like your the NHL used to have a rookie game also, an all rookie game. Okay. And yeah. it was a three on three. So that makes more sense. You know, you don't got to bring 30 rookies. Yeah. You bring 15. You just bring eight or nine. Yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah. The best ones, or if you know the the you know like Raymond Cider Zegras, right? The Delkovich even, but yeah, you know guys guys would it'd give a little guys a little bit more time, and and yeah, they used to do I think a three on three, um, for the for the rookies, and then I feel like one year they did it, and like during the three on three, like I think it was back when like Heatley when like Spezza were rookies, and like at the end of the game like wrote and like Kachuk jumped on for the for opposing teams and like they just started playing too so that was just something funny that that, that happened yeah cool wrinkle no it is good though and I, I do wish they would go back to the uh five on five like the east first west because what that is is like 50 minutes of the game is just kind of like dicking around guys are doing like crazy between the leg goals like some zekers type shit and then the last 10 minutes when that million dollars on the line is when people actually start buckling down and playing the game not going to be physical it's not going to be like playoff hockey obviously but you know i think, there is... I think sorry go ahead no i was just going to wrap up by saying like it will give you like a sense of like meaningful hockey for at least like 10 minutes yeah i think they should do like baseball the winner gets home ice advantage in the stanley cup yeah i think if there's another sport that it would work for it could be the NHL, be the NHL, but I think it put, still would put be. something on the line. It's they have to start incentivizing it more, because guys like the older guys, like if, for example, if Joe Thornton had like an All Star year and they invited him, he'd be like, I don't want to do this. I've done it fucking eight times already. I don't want to. But the, yeah, there has to be an incentive to make well, it. Well, Ovechkin always gets, uh, always just usually skips it and takes his suspension. Yeah. This year he just uh, he went into COVID. Yeah, he, he got the COVID suspension. Yeah, <laughs> and and now he's magically uh, better. But uh, right, and he was probably in Mexico or some shit. <laughs> but yeah, it's really it's not that big of a deal either way. Like, it, it, even as like we're big hockey fans, like if it's on, it's on. If like I miss it, I'm not gonna care that much. I'll probably just go watch it like a month later or a couple weeks later, or whatever check it out it's but still not the worst all-star weekend in pro sports because there's still that game called the pro bowl they talk about a shit show it the, only, <laughs> the thing i find the stupid is it is they do it the week before the super bowl so you're not getting any of those guys on the super bowl teams in the pro yeah. bowl yeah i think the reason why they do that is because the nfl is like so power hungry they want football on from preseason week one to the end of the super bowl and this is the one week where there is no football. So it's like, all right, we'll just toss in this fucking Pro Bowl. And America is so obsessed with football, though, like, they'll watch anything related to football. So this is just, like, you know, a bad excuse for a football game. Yeah. Now, did you see the NFL came out and said um, for the – it's the first the first time in, in uh, the 55 or whatever years of Super Bowls 
well, I don't even know what we're going on right now. But um, none of them have ever been played at home except for these last two, Tampa playing at home. And the NFL said they are going to guarantee that it never happens ever again. They're going to play in Detroit forever? Super Bowl in Detroit. (laughs) Detroit Super Bowl from here on for the rest of eternity. Ford Field's going to be the home of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Rose Bowl of the NFL. All right. All-Star weekend out of the way. We're back to real hockey. Um, Yeah. Excited for the trade deadline. I think that's going to be electric. We got, what is that, March 21st, I believe, is the date. Around there, I believe, yeah. I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. How about uh, Tuka Rask officially retires? Yep, legend. That his body just wouldn't play the way he wanted it to. So he goes out. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. And people of Boston say what they want about him. But People uh, of Boston could suck my dick. Yeah. And while we're on Boston, let's talk about fucking the, the rat who I defended. Who I defended two weeks ago. I called him yeah, one of the your best fucking boy. I still had. And then he goes and he does some shit. And I said he should have got 20 fucking games. He ends up with six, but that's not enough for his his actions that were just for no fucking reason. Yeah. So if you're not familiar, what happened was Brad Marchand, Cold Cox, the Penguins goalie, Christian Jari, and the side of the head. Jari falls over. And later in that game, Marshawn takes his stick and jabs it like up until I don't know if it got his helmet, did it? Or up until like above his I think it got him right in the throat. Yeah. But I mean Marshan if Marshan sticks a couple inches longer, he slices his fucking throat. What are you doing? Yeah. You said 20 games. When I first saw it, I was like, I feel like I have a a tendency to kind of like oh overstate in my head like how egregious it was. But yeah. looking back at it, like, this was unacceptable. And I, I thought 10 games at first, you said 20. I think 20 would be reasonable. But the NHL Department of Player Safety are a bunch of fucking idiots. So they gave him six games, basically telling the rest of the league that if you want to punch your opposing team's goalie in the head while he's not looking, we're only going to give you six games. Don't worry about yeah. it. Don't worry about it. Go ahead and do it. It's only six games. I mean, that's fucking ridiculous. And um, yeah, so t- if you're playing Tampa and you're in uh, you're in game two and you're down already in the series, one game, nothing, uh, you know, in the Rangers, send out Ryan Reeves to knock fucking Vasilevsky's head off. Yeah, do it. Who cares if Reeves out of the lineup as long as Vasilevsky's out? And what I don't know what the conversion rate would be, but how many playoffs game? How many playoff games would you get? Two, three. I, uh, but again, who cares if Reeves is out? Because now out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a pretty good one for one trade if you're uh, the Rangers. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's a joke, man. And something has to be, has to be done about player safety. It's 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 ridiculous. Um, well, they got to stop giving ex goons the fucking job. I still don't understand that hire, and I've kind of hopped off the Batman bandwagon as you know we've seen as this podcast evolve, but. I don't know what he was thinking. They got they got to do something. They got to do something. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, so that was ridiculous. Six games. Oh, that that was what I was gonna say. We, we were texting about it this morning, and one of my points was like, if Marshawn knows that he only gets six games in the regular season, and they they play each other in the playoffs, 
and he essentially went unpunished for doing that. Like, what's he going to do in the playoffs when, when they play Jari? Like, I, they probably won't match up in the playoffs. But like, what if? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know, man. It just for that to happen and for him to only get six games, which is the minimum that he would get during an in-person hearing, is a f- uh, but I'll tell you, like, I point back to, uh, you know, like when I had said a few weeks back that a guy that I knew um, that played uh, was suspended for a lot. When he brought it up to Shanahan, Shanahan said, well, Tom Wilson's up and coming in the league. But that's the <laughs> thing. Mark Fan's a face of the league, so we're not going to suspend him for a long time. That's dumb. You know, what if Giovanni Smith had done that? 20 games. Yeah. Shout out to Kamal for finally getting in the lineup, too. Fuck yeah. I, I don't know what, what exactly happened, but I saw Jamel was a late removal. Giovanni was a late addition to the lineup last night. Do you know what the reason was? I didn't really read into it. I just I, I don't. I don't. But uh, I do know that today is their mom's birthday. So happy birthday, Mrs. Smith. Shouts out, Miss Smith. Happy birthday. Uh, it's kind of cool, though. Like, <laughs> one Smith can't play. Here you go. There's another one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, on, on the. Um, when Gee, released- Smith, you're going. Ooh. That was, that was the thing uh, on the uh, lineup card they released on Twitter. It was GE Smith. And then they quote tweeted it like a couple minutes later saying Giovanni's a late addition. Jamel's out. Yeah. I wonder if it was like a, I don't know, calf tightness. So probably something min- minimal. Cause we didn't Maybe hear Blasio about it. Wrote down the wrong fucking Smith at first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He might have. Yeah. I wouldn't put you it know, past him. Um, um, Oh, um, one time back when uh, would have been good uh, when we had Kyle on. Um, yeah, he was playing for the Spence. They were in the playoffs against London, and um, he started. And he it was his first year. And his dad looked at me and was like, "Kyle's not supposed to start tonight." Kyle didn't tell me he was starting tonight. Why the fuck's the backup starting in game one? And uh, <laughs> they had a whistle like the, the puck dropped, and there was a whistle like ten seconds into the game. And there was a wind, uh, Spitfire goalie change, and his, and the, uh, the coach put Nectel down in the first spot, so he had to start, and they had to wait for the first whistle <laughs> to make the exchange. So his dad goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay." I was like, "Oh, what the fuck's going on, man?" <laughs> hey, you got the start in a playoff. Game. <laughs> That's funny. Um, didn't allow any goals. <laughs> there you go. Uh, confirmed that. The Arizona Coyotes are going to share an arena with the Arizona State Sun Devils uh, for at least three seasons, the next three yeah. seasons. So, What an absolute fucking joke. <laughs> I put a poll out on Twitter. I'll get your opinion. I don't know if you voted on it or saw it, but I put a poll out on Twitter saying who's the biggest – as soon as this news broke, I put it up there. Um, who's the biggest dumpster fire in the NHL right now? Chicago Blackhawks, Arizona Coyotes, Montreal Canadiens, Buffalo Sabres. Gary Bettman or all of the above. Yes. All of the above would be a, a good answer. But who would you say is like the biggest dumpster fire out of those four teams? It's tough because they're all so shitty in their own beautiful ways. Yeah. Um, I think Chicago's got the most problems to worry about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, we got to talk about that. Stuff. Arizona's kind of, uh, you know, they just got to, they don't really have problems. They just, I mean, other than what they've had, where they're not a very other than existing, they don't really have off ice problems. Yeah. Um, other than we need to find somewhere to play, um, I'd rather be going through that than what Chicago is going through. 
uh, or uh, and Buffalo too. Like I'd rather have a bad team than and owners that care about another sport rather than owners that don't care about the fucking employees. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it is easily like Chicago and Arizona's uh, campaign to win for the worst team in the NHL, the worst franchise. The thing that like separates Chicago from me is that the fact that they brought they they don't they're looking for a new GM, right? Everyone knows that. They were interviewing uh Shirelli, which is gonna be a huge disaster if they hire him. But they also appointed a special committee for finding the new GM and interviewing him, um, which consists of uh Marion Hosa, Patrick Sharp, Adzo. And then one more, but doesn't matter for this point I'm about to make. They they named them on a special committee last Monday. And then this weekend, Patrick Sharp, who's on that committee, is playing roller hockey with Barcelona Sports. Yeah. So, and you would assume that on a weekend where there's no hockey, they'd probably be looking for some interviews and doing some work. So what the fuck are they doing? They're just like, you know what? We're just going to toss some names together. It'll please no, the fans. I, if, if anything, though, they would have been doing interviewing in Vegas because most of the GMs go down there and get together. They go down to where the All-Star game is. They get together um, or they go on vacation. So fair. Um, That's either fair. it was a weekend off or they were in Vegas, maybe interviewing some people. Um, I do have an inside, inside news about that, though. Barcelona Chiefs, like probably the best hockey writer in Chicagoland. And uh he was playing with Sharpie and she was like asking him like, so like, how does this kind of look like, what are you doing? And, you know, Sharpie's like boozing during all this. And he's like, to be honest, like, we don't really know. We're kind of just like waiting for the call, waiting for the back call. I mean, it's just crazy, man. So, Oh, also the whole thing with, um, Oh, did we talk about this? The, uh, the Rocky words blowing up. We did. We talked about it last week. Jesus yeah. Christ, man. Um, go to put, put, stay on Chicago for a second. Their head coach, Jeremy Kalitin, who was fired earlier this year, was Canada's head coach today. Yeah, that's right. What the fuck? I forgot about that. But he will not be their head coach tomorrow against the United States or for the rest of the tournament because Claude Julien is coming in to take over. Claude what? Julien was named the coach, and then Claude Julien wasn't feeling good. Um, he had like... Uh, hurt his rib or something so he decided not to go to china so colleton took over and that perry is feeling better so he was on a plane today on his way to beijing so he'll be the head coach tomorrow against the united states oh my god dude if both of our countries don't at least medal oh one of them medal i should say not both both right, so are we medal. gonna move remo- are we gonna move our bet from the world's juniors to, to the olympics uh, oh. for a state dinner yeah, we can do that. You want to you want to do the Olympics? I have no faith in the in the USA right now. Uh, I mean, they they scored more goals in Canada. It's China. <laughs> they should have put an eight. I don't. I don't know. You know where I'm coming from, though. It, it's eight nothing against China against like a beer league hockey team. Yeah, I want to see how Canada does against. Uh, well, or we could put it on the the Canada U.S. Uh, women's uh, gold medal game. Let's do that. That's that's so much better because, hockey. Because that's a lot better, and we know that that's going to be the matchup pretty much. Yeah. And if it's not the matchup, we'll figure it out on another bet. Maybe if the World Juniors continue this spring, like they say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's do the 
women's gold medal game, steak dinner. That's going to be a fucking great game. I can't wait for that. Yeah. Both teams look incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. As of right now, I'd rather watch the U.S. women over the U.S. men, like hands down. <laughs> I'm surprised I, I you're think, not. I think it'll be a good game tomorrow against Canada. Ah, uh, fuck. <laughs> you know, like, it'll be fun to, like, think about Beniers and uh, who's the other Michigan guy in the U.S.? Johnson. Oh, he's on. Kent Johnson's on Canada. Yeah, he's on. What am I talking about? Um, let me look it up. Just watch their fucking game. So uh, the mission guys are Luke Hughes, Owen Power. Is Hughes playing it for USA? No, 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 no. Oh my god! Power, um, no, Johnson, Veneers, like playing in the Olympics in China, and then going to Michigan, back to Michigan together. Like that's got to be fun. Oh, fucking Brennan Bassan! I did Bassan. I just talked about him. He's oh, the first right, goal yeah. of the game. Yeah, yeah I so like him all a lot. Playing. Uh, I was surprised now their goaltender didn't make Team Sweden. Um, I can't even think of his name now. Damn, my brain's a fucking. Yeah. Um. Let's see what else we got. Do you have any I other news stuff? A lot more, but... Yeah. Do you have any, do you have any more news stuff? I don't really have much more. No, I don't got anything else. Okay, good. That was like a good hour podcast. All right, we can end it there. Um, we'll see you guys next Thursday. I don't think there's anything else. Maybe we'll do something on Twitter for the game tomorrow. I guess we'll guess we'll this find weekend, out. This weekend, this weekend, the biggest weekend in sports. The Super oh, Bowl. fuck yeah! Who do you got? I was there, Super Bowl forty-seven. Oh, that's really how was it? Oh, fuck! Besides me passing out during the halftime show and missing Beyonce, you know. Yeah, it's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, who do you got before we go? Rams. So, I made a parlay and. I meant to pick the fucking Bengals. I, I want Joe Burrow to win, but uh, yeah, I picked the Rams. But it would also be awesome to see Matt Stafford after dealing with the Lions for 13 years to get a championship. So it's yeah. going to be a good-ass yeah, game, that's though. That's why I want the Rams to win. Yeah, it'll be a good game either way. Yeah, it should be, for sure. All right. Well, good pod. Talk to you later. Yeah, we'll see you guys. Have a good All one. Right. Let's go, Wings.